You know, one of the things, I asked my brother Carrie, Laura and I had been in uh, Mexico for about 10 years as missionaries, and he had started a church 10 years before up in the woodlands, and I, when we came back in 2003, I said, we're going to start this church in Cyprus, do you have any advice? And his, his advice actually surprised me. He said, don't forget to enjoy the journey. He said, you can get so caught up in trying to get somewhere all these goals and things that you've got that you forget to enjoy the journey. And uh, I was talking to a, a guy that was trying to start a church just recently and he kept going, if we could just get over the 200 barrier. And I was like telling him, just enjoy the moment, enjoy the journey, enjoy the folks. And that really is a life-changing concept. You, you know, have you ever traveled with kids, little kids? Some of you are going like, that is my life. You're talking about my life right now. Um, you know, and, and you say, well, we're going to drive out to California on vacation. Not a good idea probably, right? But you get to about Hempstead and one of the kids asks you the inevitable question. Right? What is it? Are we there yet? And my mom, she was so funny because I just remember she would say every time, five more minutes. It didn't matter if we just started. If we were going to California, five more minutes. And, and so we knew that was going to always be her response. My dad was going, if you ask that question again, I'm going to pull this car over. That's just a, it was an empty threat. He never did that, you know. I mean, I would have hated to see what really happened if he did. But, and it, so it, it's just that we're in this journey. But one of the, the signs of immaturity is us being so anxious in the journey. Did you know the spiritual life, the Christian life is a journey? I, I want us to get out of if and then thinking. I want us to break through into enjoying the journey because you do this in your life. I mean, just some of you said, if I could just get married, right? If I could just get married, life would begin. I would have that perfect person and then some of you are going, if I could just get out of this marriage, you know. But then you, if I could just have that first kid. Oh, those kids are going to, they're going to fulfill my life. And then if I could just get those kids, all of them, into school, finally, that last one. You know, if I could just get all those kids out of school. If they would just all go to college somewhere, you know, and, and maybe out of state would be great. And life would begin for me you know and we just keep going like that if I just when I retire I can't and life's over your beards turn gray you know what's happened and, and that's what we do we do this if and then kind of thing and, and we we miss it we miss what God's doing but it's a it, it's it's a journey someone said to me the other day the pastors at Community of Faith, I love it because when they're up there speaking, they're, they're just so real and authentic and transparent. How do they, how do, they do that? Because I've been at other churches and it didn't feel that way. And We understand that it's a journey. See, my job is to just be one week ahead of you. I don't feel a ton of pressure like some pastors do, that I have to know everything and I have to, I just got to be a week ahead of you in the journey, right? And I can say, come on, here's what I did last week and let's do this together. And so we can afford to be real and authentic and, and, and talk about that. We're always talking about this journey that we're in together. So pull out your sermon notes. I want us to just look real quickly 
Because you're already thinking of the food trucks. I know you, community of faith. Just real quickly, how do we do this? The first thing is recognize that your spiritual life is a journey. As the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him and reflect His glory even more. If you're already a believer, you've stepped into this relationship, you are changing. Now, some of you, maybe not at the pace that you think you should, but if you'll just be walking with God every day, He's going to change you. If you're not a believer yet, that's great news. It's not you have to get yourself all cleaned up and then come to God. Come to God now as you are because he's the one that works the change. We become more and more like him. But there's this common misunderstanding, I think, in church that we want to be more religious. People tell me all the time, I would just wish I could be more religious. Do you remember who the people were that gave Jesus the hardest time? The religious people. We don't want to be more religious. It's not about religion. It's about becoming more and more like Jesus. Knowing him better and better. When I was first a believer, I I used to think that people that spoke this really flowery Christian kind of language. I call it Christianese now, you know. that, That they were the most spiritual. Oh, if I could just speak like that. If I could just pray like that guy. You know, because they would pray this flowery prayer. It just seemed like it brought heaven down in the flowery pr- And, you know, my prayers were always like, well, God's Mark again. And, uh, well, you know, and, and it was nothing like that. But did you know, I, I learned that, that that's not how it works. I remember in the early days of Community of Faith, all of us who came, I mean, we really did well in attracting people that were far from God. And, and, and so we really had very few people that had ever been in church much before. So when we said about the first, second month, we're going to start some small groups and get together and talk about God's principles and the Bible, no one wanted to be in it because they all thought they were going to look stupid. Because they, what they didn't realize that everyone was stupid about that, you know? And, and that you wouldn't have looked funny at all, but they didn't know. They thought, you know, people are going to know the Bible and I'm going to just look foolish. So I couldn't get anybody in small groups, so I tried this experiment. It would just seem like such a great experiment. I've tried some great experiments on you guys, you know. And, and uh, for everyone that succeeded, about 30 have failed, but this one was not one of the ones that succeeded. I got you together around tables right after the service and we had food because I knew food was the key, you know. Those free donuts in those early days. We were like the fastest growing church by pure poundage in the United States. And it was like, but I gathered you by the areas where you lived around the tables and let you chit chat for about 20 minutes. And then I said, all right, now you're a small group. See, that wasn't so bad. You're going to meet every week. And I want you all at one time to point to the person who's going to be your leader. (laughs) Yeah, that was a terrible experiment. But. There was one or two good ones that everybody pointed at, but I was horrified because you know who they pointed to? The people who could speak Christianese. The people who knew all of those little things. You're going like, what do you mean Christianese? But you, you see, they, they weren't living it out in their life at all, but they could say all the right things. I, I uh, wrote down some popular Christianese phrases and their translations, so just in case you don't know that. Maybe you're new to church. 
Let me just tell you what this means when you hear this at church somewhere. Christianese, if it be God's will. The translation is, I really don't think God's going to answer that one. Christianese is, let's have a word of prayer. Translation, we are going to pray for a long, long, long time. And you're thinking, a word? That's a word? That's not a word. That's like 10,000 words, right? Christianese, that's not my spiritual gift. Translated, find somebody else. (laughs) Christianese, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Translation, I'm totally clueless about this one. Christianese, Lord willing. Translation, you may think I'm going to be there, but I'm not going to be there. Christianese, I don't feel led. Translation, you can't make me. Christianese, God led me to do something else. Translation, I slept in instead of going to church, right? Christianese, God really helped me with this test. Translation, I didn't study, but I guessed really good. And I'm going to give God credit because maybe next time I don't study, I'll guess good again, right? Christianese, she has such a sweet spirit. Translation, what an airhead. Christianese, I have a a check in my spirit about him. Translation, I can't stand that jerk. Christianese, I'll be praying for you. Translation, there's an outside chance I'll remember this conversation later today, right? Christianese, I've got some prayer concerns about Laura. Translation, gossip, right? You have to put it in God's hands. Translation, don't expect me to help you. And one I really hate, Mark, you just have such a servant's heart. Translation, I need you to help me stack chairs right now. That'd be great. And the last one, if someone says, God just wants to prosper you, give me your money, right? So those are some Christianese. And, you know, I I remember being in Mexico and it was was so interesting because as I became fluent in Spanish, I could understand when a a guest evangelist would come in and and preach, and there was this one really old, old time, old style evangelist came in, and, and, and the guy that was translating for him was a brand new believer and didn't really know any Christianese at all, you know, especially not in English, and so this old guy came in and he goes, and God convicted me, and the translator goes, I think he went to jail, <laughs> and he's in jail. And then he said, oh, I, I knelt and I grabbed the horns of the altar like Joab of old. And he goes, now there's a bull in the jail. <laughs> and he said, and I was washed in the blood of the lamb. Oh, now there's so much blood. I don't know. Blood, uh, there's a little lamb in there somewhere, but I think the bull got him. I'm not sure. And so the whole thing was like totally different, you know. But I thought, what a mistranslation because it's Christianese. And see, it's not about that. That's not the journey. I, I always, you know, hate it when someone that's come into faith in Christ at Community of Faith and they just bring in their friends like crazy and they don't know even how to explain it hardly. But it's just amazing to watch. And then they'll get around some, you know, people that have been Christians for like 200 years or something, you know. And, and all of a sudden they come to church and they're speaking Christianese. And I'm going like, don't do that. So we should have like this little taboo buzzer, you know, for all of us. If you speak Christianese. Because what you want to do in the culture is 
In every culture, there's some things that must change. This is a missionary moment for you. We learned this at six months of Missionary Learning Center. In every culture, some things that aren't what the gospel says or what God's principle said is the way to life. But also in every culture, there are many, many things that are beautiful. So what you want to do is bring God's word and God's principles in the culture as much as possible. And, and, and it just moves across like that. And it's, it, I mean, it, it, it's so interesting. But we just accept that. And we step into this journey with God and we grow to be more like him. And it's not that our words take on this whole different thing. It, it, our words give life. But they're still the way we've always talked, you know? Maybe without a, maybe we use God's name a little different. It's in prayer now, right? But it's not like everything changes with our, the way we talk and all of that. And so we get under the principles of God's word. What I learned was that knowledge has to go hand in hand with submitting yourself to the author of the book, right? And that as we do that, our lives change. And, and you know who's the most spiritual person? Not the one who can speak all the Christianese stuff, right? It's the person who's humbly submitted their life, their marriage, their parenting, their daily walk to God and his principles and live humbly under that. That's, that's all it means. And we walk that way together. It's the picture of a changed life. Look at this next verse. I am sure that God who began circle began, the good work within you will continue, you can circle continue his work, began his salvation continue is the journey until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ comes back again you're not finished yet, I've known people that walked away from God in church because they said I've been struggling with this thing for a whole week and God hasn't done anything you see we don't know God's sense of timing he takes his time He's got all the time in the world. You say, well, I don't think I do. He's, he knows how much time you've got. He's mindful, okay? Number two, ask God for help with the roadblocks in the journey. Ask God for help with the roadblocks. These are the things that, that, that slow you down. If, uh, you know, you can usually identify them. I mean, you know it. You know what's getting hold of you. I mean, like if a, imagine a tarantula just walked out here and started walking up my leg and I look down and I see this tarantula and you know tarantula tar in Greek means scary and tarantula means I'm gonna scream like a little girl <laughs> don't write that down that's not really true some of you you always like it when I do some Greek stuff right so anyway I see it and what am I gonna do I'm gonna scrape it off on you guys right here on the front row probably but that tarantula will just keep coming back keep coming back keep coming back that's what you're you know what they are. You know what your roadblocks are. But how do you get past them? How, how do you get over them? That, that's the question. Second Corinthians 7 says, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence or awe for God. As, as we keep stepping into God, God begins to do some things. But you know, sometimes it's hard for us to let go because that's how we survive. Some of you controllers, you like the feeling of being in control. You like it so much that you're not going to let go of it. And God's trying to say, you're not God, let go. You're going to destroy your kids, let go. 
you're going to destroy your marriage. Let go. Let me be God. Let me do it. But it's, how do you do that? That's so, that's so hard. What if, it's, what if it's rage? You like that feeling maybe of the power that you get when you rage out and just explode over everybody. And God's going, that's, no, no, that's, let me have that. Or, or maybe it's that ecstatic feeling and when you lust or you fantasize. And God's going, let me have that. How do you, how, how do, you do that? How do you do that? Because a lot of us, what we think in America today, I'm going to try harder. I'll just try a little harder. Have you been doing that for a while? See, that's not the answer when there's a roadblock. The answer for a roadblock is to humble yourself. Humble yourself. Look what it says in Proverbs 28, 13. People who cover over their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and forsake them, they will receive mercy. Did you know that at the end of every service, we have people down here at the front to pray with you? And it's not because they are the most super prayers in the world. Now, they do have a walk with God, and they're, they're, they're growing. They might be a week ahead of you, okay? But here's the thing. It's more for you. When you humble yourself and you come all the way down here to the front and you get with somebody, that's humbling, isn't it? And some of you, you know, that's, that's what God's calling you to do. You've got some stuff going on. Your marriage is, is crumbling. Don't go down for the last time and act like it's all good. That's, we get the word hypocrite from the, the word in, in Greek for mask. And what would, it's a theater word because the same actor would have different masks and play different parts. And, the, and that playing of those parts, that's a hypocrite. Don't be that. You don't have to do that here. But they're here for you. They're, they're down here to pray with you. And you say, man, I'm really struggling. I'm really having a tough time. I'm going down for the last time in my marriage. I'm, I, I, I'm really struggling with lust. You can come and say that kind of stuff. Do you think they're going to be shocked up here? No, because they have all the same struggles you do. They're just like you. We're the same. See, if you're perfect and you're thinking about joining community of faith, don't join because we will mess you up, okay? <laughs> because we're dysfunctional. We just are. But someone said, well, community of faith puts the fun in dysfunctional, you know? But we know it. But we do this together and we walk together and God changes us. Some of you are going to need to come and pray at the end of this service. And you're going to be going like, no, there's food trucks. No, I don't want anyone to see me. No, I need to hurry and get out. I, I don't, some of you rush really fast at the end so that you can go sit out in the parking lot and wait for a long time, right? And, and, and God's going, no, just come on. You can do this. Number three, learn how to refuel along the way. Learn how to refuel. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths that's from David that's that's part of the journey that's what he does I used to have a Honda Ridgeline the old kind you know with the the, the bed that kind of looks kind of funny in the back and and I've got another one now I got the new Ridgeline recently just because I love that other truck so much but in between after I, I traded in my Ridgeline and I got this really cool Jeep Cherokee you know Trailhawk I was like oh, this is pretty cool um, and so I was excited about it did you know that 
when you drive a Honda and it gets down and it says, you have zero miles left in the tank, that you still have like 40 miles? It's amazing. I love Honda because I would get down and I'd go, oh my gosh, and then I could still drive, you know, even to downtown Houston, usually, you know. Did you know that when you have a Jeep, that Jeep is really honest? They are so honest, and it's disgusting. And I mean, I was driving my Jeep, and it said, you have one mile. And I go, okay, 41 miles, right? You have zero. 290, construction, side of the road, waving at my church members, going by to work, you know? And and mostly I just sat down, had my cap on, and I just kind of squunched down because I didn't want you guys to see me out of gas. Laura's bringing me a gas can, which I couldn't figure out how to open. Those new gas cans are crazy. I've got gas all over me. I've got a little bit in the Jeep, you know, enough to get to the gas station. But So, do I like Jeep? No. Um, way too honest. And... Some of you are Jeeps. Some of you, you, I mean, you really are out. Some of you are Hondas because my wife is a Honda. Hondas and Jeeps tend to marry each other. Did you know that? My wife will go, I'm not doing this one more day. That means she's got like 40 days left in her, okay? (laughs) And it's weird for me as a Jeep because I'm going like, what are we going to do then? You can't quit. I mean, what's going to happen? What do you mean you're going to go join that other church? No, I didn't. But here's the thing. We're so different. And so I would interpret that as like, it's over. She still had time. When I say it's over, it's over. You know what? Whether you're a Honda or a Jeep, you got to refuel. How do you do that? You got to get alone with God. This is part of it. Yeah, coming in here in a little 35-minute message and, and, and hearing some music and, and, and all of that. Yeah, that's part of it. You need to do that, but that's not enough. Spend time with God on a daily basis. We've got some classes for that here. Find Bradley Thomas today. Find any of those at the information desk. Say, I want to sign up for some of that to learn how to walk with God. That's, that's what we do together. That's part of it. You can do this. We've got to refuel. If we don't refuel, we're going to be on the side of 290 with our caps down. Okay? Lastly. This is a big one. Pause to celebrate the progress. That's what we're doing today. We're celebrating what God's done over 15 years. Look at Galatians 5.22. Oh Lord my God, you have done many miracles for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. Galatians, oh, that's Psalm 40, verse 5. Galatians 5, 22. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. God is working. Sometimes you need to stop and look back and see. Because you've come a long way. You have really come a long way. You say, but I see this giant roadblock. It's just eating me up right now. Take a moment and look back at his miracles. You know, and we should celebrate even small things. Celebrate when you're out in the parking lot and it just seems like your line's not moving. Why is it your line 
Why is it always your line? You know, we get out there and I watch, and sometimes I've had to go out early with you guys, and it's like whatever line I'm in doesn't move. Everybody else does. That's because God's working in your heart, right? We do that on purpose. No, we don't really. That's a test. But when that person cuts you off, and you wave and say, God bless you, brother, you know, little Christianese. <laughs> Honey, he must, he must be, he must, he's probably going to the hospital right now. You know, you would have waved at him before, but just with one finger. And then you like, think, I've grown. Things are different. I've changed. You know, when, when you go on that business trip and. And you you don't try to figure out how, oh, there's a five-minute freebie on the nudie channel, you know? And you don't do that. You come celebrate. When you, maybe you say, I'm so materialistic and I overspend and I'm, I I don't know. And you have a whole month within your budget and you do it. Throw a party, a really cheap party, okay? (laughs) But some kind of little party. We're going to do that today. You know what your homework is today? Get out there and eat something out of a food truck, right? Because we are celebrating what God is doing. And one other thing is your homework. This week, something's going to come into your life, something difficult. Know that you're in this journey with God, okay? And he's saying, I'm here, I'm with you. It's going to be like you're at HEB and you've got eight items and you're in a hurry. So you run to the 15-item line and the person in front of you is having trouble with math it happens it just happens right and I've seen some of you you have trouble with math because I tried to do that and I I saw you and you're going hey pastor and then you're trying to hide your basket but you so you're in just stay in that line anyway just take that time and say God you're making giving me patience maybe it's with you and your spouse whatever it is there's going to be something that comes up I want you to be cognizant of it. I want you to think about it okay